Welcome to Ready, Set, Retina. I'm your host, Dan Epstein. Joining me today is Dr. Stephen Ferrucci, the Chief of Optometry at the Sepulveda VA in California. He's also a full professor at the Southern California College of Optometry. And if you're an OD managing retina patients, at some point, he's taught you something super smart. So Steve, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time. How's the new year been treating you so far? So far, so good. I uh, can't really complain, and I'm happy to be here with you today. Well, thanks again. And since the FDA approval of uh, some complement inhibition th therapies in the forms of Cyfovary and Iservay, geographic atrophy has really been at the forefront of every clinician's mind. So I'm really happy that Steve's brought us a great case of geographic atrophy. Steve, you think you can walk us through the case and then we'll maybe talk about some paradigms in terms of di diagnostics and treatment? Sure, sounds great. But you're right though, it's an exciting time that we now have some treatments for geographic atrophy. So let's look at a case here. So here's a case uh, that I saw not that long ago, actually, uh, 85 year old uh, male. He, we knew he had geographic atrophy. We diagnosed it a couple of years ago. I put him on AREDS uh, two, twice a day, and we see him every six to nine months or so in the clinic. He came in to see us and he noticed that he felt maybe his vision was getting a little bit worse and he was at 2050 bilaterally on this particular visit. Here's his imaging here. We can see the color photos as well as the OCTs uh, below it. And you can clearly see on his right eye as well as his left eye, he's got pretty significant geographic atrophy. Um, the one on the uh, on the right eye is sort of, you know, bilobular, uh, sort of with two different little lesions. And then the other eye kind of has one, one biggie lesion. Um, I would argue that the color photos are, you know, okay to look at geographic atrophy. It's ubiquitous. A lot of, of, of us have cameras, uh, so it's a good way to look at it, but probably the, the best way really is with an OCT. And an OCT is really becoming the gold standard to, to look for geographic atrophy lesions. And if we look in the B scan here, you can see what we call transmission or transmittance defects. I, I've heard it both ways. I say transmission, but I've heard people say transmittance. But, but what you see is uh, since you don't have the layers of the retina, the RPE and everything is missing, when the light from the OCT shines in, it's going to shine more in that area of the, of the geographic atrophy. So you get a hypertransmission uh, defect. And you can see it here where the light is really showing through more in that area. Um, I've also heard, heard it called a waterfall defect or um, also a, a barcode defect. But I like the hypertransmission or transmittance defect, I think is more appropriate. Um, also, it's nice to look at the on FOSS images as well on the OCT. And I probably should have got rid of these lines. It'd be easier to see it, but you can still get the gist of it. It's, it's nice to look at the on FOSS images too, because you can really get a, a nice feel for how large the lesion is uh, as well. And we can clearly see that this patient, if I, if I look at his um, his slides, his images rather from 2022 to 2023, I think we can appreciate that his lesions are, are growing over that year period, uh, both in the right eye as well as the left eye. Uh, the vision of the left eye stayed the same at 2050, but the vision in the right eye actually has decreased a couple lines from 2030 to 2050. 
So this is a patient that, that I would say has progressive geographic atrophy, um, more so perhaps in, in the right than the left. And this is a patient in my mind that would be a good candidate to at least consider treatment with these new uh, agents that, that we were discussing uh, earlier, whether it be Cyfovri or uh, Iserve. And um, you can measure how big the lesions are. I have an older OCT that doesn't do it um, automatically. You have to kind of do it manually. Some of the newer software and some of the newer OCTs will actually measure these lesions automatically. And it's really a nice way to, to uh, see how much these lesions are progressing over a period of time. So very, very helpful, some of this new software. Uh, but here they are. These are the two new agents. They both got FDA approved in, in 2023. Um, Cyfovri and Iserve. Cyfovri, Pegsetacoplan, is made by uh, Apellis Pharmaceuticals. Got FDA approved in February of 2023. And it's FDA approved for one injection every 25 to 60 days. Uh, the, the goal of these, these both agents, really, it, it doesn't reverse the disease. It doesn't stop the disease. It slows down the progression. Because we know that once geographic atrophy lesions start, they grow over time. And they, they tend to usually start extrafoveal and then grow towards the fovea. So the idea is if we can slow down the growth, we can prevent it from getting into the fovea, hopefully we can uh, have our patients that have geographic atrophy have usable vision for a longer period of time. So that's a great case. Thank you for presenting that. And I think you brought up a lot of great points. So this patient is a patient that was already diagnosed with geographic atrophy. Let's say a new patient comes into your office and you're suspecting geographic atrophy uh, during your dilated fundus exam. Is there a go-to uh, diagnostic modality that you're using? Are you really relying just on the OCT, fundus autofluorescence? Uh, what's really your kind of main go-to there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think probably the OCT is probably the, the best in, in most optometrists. I saw something the other day, they said about 78% or something of optometrists have OCTs. I don't know if that's made up or true, but you know, a lot of us have OCTs. Um, so it's a great way to do it. Fundus autofluorescence is also very, very useful. A lot of the, the GA studies use fundus autofluorescence. Um, Perhaps it's not as ubiquitous um, out there yet in the market. I know a lot of the newer cameras and some of the newer um, Optos agents, uh, Optos uh, units rather, have fundus autofluorescence. So fundus autofluorescence is also a great way to look at it. Um, so I think either of the two is great to look at the lesions, to, to assess how big they are. Uh, and if I had a patient that I just recently diagnosed, I, I would probably at this point see the patient back in you know, three or six months uh, and, and see if there's any growth in that lesion. And if the lesion is, is growing with time, then that's a patient that I would start to consider uh, sending out for a referral. If it was stable, uh, maybe I can sit on that for a little while. Perfect. That was actually going to be my next question. So I'm glad you're one step ahead of me. You know, I agree. OCT is really the most useful modality in my clinic as well. And especially the those progression analyses that we can get with the ONFOS OCT. You know, it's been around for many years and it's probably been completely forgotten about by a lot of us clinicians. 
up until last year when GA became such a hot topic. So I've been relying on that quite a bit. And you get really great metrics like you had the surface area. You could check for progression there. And also how close is it to the fovea? Because at the end of the day, that's really a big kind of functional uh, visual component that we're looking for in our patients. How, how close to the fovea is the lesion? How low is the vision getting? And, you know, kind of reading ability, things like that. Now, when do you jump to referring this patient out for potential therapy or at least a consultation for therapy? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think if you can note this progression uh, over a period of time, if you can note that it's getting closer to the fovea over a period of time, um, those are ones that I'm certainly going to at least have the discussion with the patient. Also, a, a patient that may have already lost vision in one eye from geographic atrophy uh, and is starting to get geographic atrophy in the other eye, I'm going to be a little more uh, you know, forceful in that patient and, and a little more uh, apt to, to send that patient over. I, I don't really think about too much about vision, although vision is important, but a lot of the times these patients can have relatively good vision until it gets into fovea. So if I see it encroaching the fovea, I'm not going to wait until the vision gets really, really bad. I'm going to try to do it a little bit earlier when they still have some pretty good usable vision. Great point. So, you know, really do want to rely on our diagnostic modality, especially OCT. Don't forget about those on-class OCT metrics that you can get. And just like you said, look at the anatomy because vision doesn't tell you everything. And I think I, I agree with you where we're monitoring these patients a little more closely to really get some progression analysis or before maybe we see them every six months, uh, every 12 months, because there's nothing we can do. But now with these new agents, we really do have some more hope for these patients. We don't have to just watch them go blind. So yeah, these- yeah, 100%. I'm following these patients a lot more closely than I used to. Um, I'm looking for geographic atrophy a, more, a lot more than I used to uh, because before we had a treatment, didn't really matter if you missed it or or you didn't think about it because there was nothing we could do. But but now that we can do something about it, the first step is diagnosing it uh, and having a discussion with your patient. Yeah, I agree 100%. Steve, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And for all everyone watching, thank you for your, for your attendance, for your uh, time. And Check out the next episode of Ready, Set, Retina. Thank you. Thanks, Dan.